Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And thank you once again for joining us here on PM Express. Remember, PM Express is always brought to you by Syntex Tanks, also brought to you by Cherry Tree Properties, Alomo Bitters, and by the Ghana AIDS Commission. And no matter your water needs, Syntex Tanks has it all. Syntex Tanks is first to introduce the double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tanks is first to introduce the white uh, inner layer tanks in Ghana. Uh, we now also introduce you the customer specs order. It is bespoke. You can order your size, your color, and, and just call them with your preference. Syntex Tanks gives you the longest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you in Ghana. So whatever your water consumption, size, or project, uh, or demand, just choose Syntex Tanks. They are nationwide. You can call them on 244 335-168-0244-335-168 or shop online at syntexgh.com Syntex Tank, a strong, a tough Also, desires are wishes Beauty is a promise of happiness but passion is everything and that is why you need to call Cherry Tree Properties because if you're thinking about a new home talk to those who build with passion They have Sloan Square is a new gated community development in Sakomono uh, developed by Cherry Tree Properties, a one-of-a-kind planned luxury you've never experienced. Please call them on 0553 
055366236. Cherry Tree Property, sophistication and class. My guest tonight is a man who has been stirring the pot lately. And many people watch and listen to him and wonder why in God's name is he still bordering about a country many have given up on? I'm talking about our beloved Ghana. Recently, he's delivered another speech, one that had many people talking. Even the title of that speech alone, it's uh, thought-provoking. He called it towards a mindset revolution. I will ask him what that is. Ghana beyond new liberal capitalism. Was the Fourth Republic a miracle that led nowhere? That's a question. Hopefully, we get an answer. But then we'll challenge him on some of the things he'd said and see if, indeed, he believes, like many of his colleagues who he started with, and I read his speech, and he mentions a lot of them. The Ed Kinky, for example, at Nima, they've given up on this country, or maybe tired, as he says, or maybe simply retired. Those are two interesting words, and they rhyme. He's my guest. He is Yao in Sako. By the way, you wonder who that is? He's a former executive vice president of Unilever. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Ivan. Thanks and, for having me. And I want to start from there. I'm a young man, so I'm going to start from the perspective. It's always best when you go to a place you're comfortable. I read your, your, the, the full speech. Um, listening to it was exciting, but reading it was, was a whole different experience. And I'm looking at myself as a young 40-year-old, and of course you, who Ed Kinker with all those greats <laughs> at NEMA. And even me, I feel tired at 40. So I wasn't surprised that you sort of guessed they may be tired or retired. But what is it about, about Ghana that makes you still very passionate about it when many people, even young like myself, are beginning to feel a bit tired talking about the same thing over and over again? What, what, what moves you? What still gets you going every morning? Well, first is thank you. Uh, your question made me smile, but, but some of the things that you said before also made me smile because even I am in my 50s. Uh, I'm also called young, and I see that you, you two call yourself young, but the youth policy, if I understand it right, defines young to be 18 to 35. So in Ghana, even when you're 70, if somebody's 90, they say you're a young person. So that's quite interesting, and it's a, it's a good and optimistic orientation towards life. What is it that makes me passionate about the country? Well, it's not only the country, the continent, uh, people of the global south generally, uh, some call it very free. I am very passionate about society and wanting to improve society. This is, I believe, the one life that we will lead. And while we are here, we have to try and make the long-term health of society better. This is, this is what drives me, and especially those of us who the back-breaking exertion of the ordinary people of this country. I went to public university, more or less free. The people who produce that wealth, that commonwealth, in order for, it to, for me to be able to gain an education and a profession as an engineer, are the people who are toiling in the cocoa farms, the kayas and so on and so They all, they pay VAT, etc. It is their contribution that has got us where we are. So those of us who have benefited, and we can say to a large extent people like yourself, like me, like many of the other people who are the British Council, all the professionals and so on, we are the fortunate ones in the society. I believe that we have a responsibility 
to this country, to the people of the continent, to society at large, to try to make it better so that the large numbers of people are able to access dignity. At the end of the day, for me, that's what development is about. It's about dignity, a search for dignity. I mean, and there are many like you, and thankfully you cited many of them, who have gone on a path, who have charted it, who have talked about this and been passionate about it, but the problem still persists. The dignity you talk about, many people still say, believe they haven't experienced it, and the numbers tell the story. In fact, as recently as just this year, we've seen several reports from the statistical service telling us how many more people are unemployed, worse than before. We're talking about inflation in, in historic territory still. After all these years of activism, if nobody had managed to, to do this, to crack this conundrum, why believe things will change now going forward? Well, it's not me. I'm not trying to change it as an individual. I am saying to the society, are we happy with the conditions in which we live? Openification around 18%. If you believe the census numbers, around 20% of our compatriots live in containers and kiosks. Uh, Galamse ransacking uh, our body politic. You can continue the list of misery that, that I can talk to, and I don't want to, to do that. Are we happy with the conditions? If we say we give up, exactly what do we mean? Mm. That we fossilize the society and those who are left out at this point in time should just accept it. We must remember James Baldwin, famous dangerous creation of any society is the man with nothing to lose. And we in our society today have many who have nothing to lose. So if we think that we can just leave so many people out of the fruits of development and nation building and somehow keep it stable, we deceive ourselves. And these were the points I was trying to make. Jean-Paul Sartre also famously said, only the one who is not rowing has time to rock the boat. You are not going to go around and, and destroy things and so on because you must be here. You're doing your work. You're engaged. But if we leave large numbers of people they have nothing to occupy their time, they will find something. And in the, in the lecture, I quoted my very good friend, Dr. Nzamo Masito, a guy who I have a great deal of respect for, who said, the poor cannot sleep because they are hungry. And the rich cannot sleep because the poor are awake. And I'll end it on another thing that I said during the speech, where I said, it's been famously said, it's not me, I didn't originate it, I have said when the... The poor have nothing to eat. They will eat the rich. But then they haven't eaten the rich in 30 years, at least in the Fourth Republic. And well, so the rich and the elite, as you call it, possibly have collapsed into this elite compromise, knowing that they've not been eating after all. I mean, after 30, they look back, oh, goodness, I've escaped, I've escaped being eating. Maybe there's a confidence that this will not happen. The Ghanaian is simply haven't got the stomach to rise and demand what is rightfully theirs. It is very interesting because what you say points to a feature of our national character that I find confounding, which is, is the shortness of our attention span. It's something that I'm actually very critical of the media too for, because if the media has stamina and can campaign issues, you do not fall into a cycle where people forget so easily. 
If you were born, you are 40 years old, so if I do the calculation, it's 1983. Yes. So it's four years. of it, yes. So it's four years after what I call the first Jerry Rawlings sensation, yeah. which was the Armed Forces Revolutionary Council. What happened? How many generals were lined up in the streets and shot without trial? People were taken into and caned, market women and so on and so forth. This country degenerated into institutional tyranny. That's, that's what, that's what I, I, I call it. And already people say to me that, no, we've never seen an explosion in this country. What was it? Three former heads of states were shot at the stakes. Do we want to go back there? So when the people of Ghana say, no, we are not like that. As for us, it will always be okay. Uh, it's just a, a collective amnesia mm -hmm. of things that have gone wrong in this society before. And let us remember that I was alive at that time. In 1979, I was 11. So I still remember these things. They happened. When you were born in, in 1983, I was, in, I was in Form 2 or Form 3 at, at the time. So I still remember those things, and we saw them. There are causative factors that created these disruptions. This is a fourth republic, which means what? We have been through a first republic with the soldiers kicked out, a second republic, which again the soldiers kicked out, a third republic with the soldiers kicked out. We are beginning to see the features of some of the things that went wrong, and we must start to have the conversation now. We don't want to go back to those days. If the fourth republic will endure and become the last, then we need to change some of the things that we did in the past that created those sorts of disruptions. To be clear, I do not want it. I am against every single coup that has happened in our history, 1966, 72, 80, 79, 82, 83. And I know that some people, even when it comes to 79, etc., they say, no, that we did that an intervention. I say, it is not the role of the armed forces to intervene to run a country on behalf of the civic polity. And therefore, by definition, I'm against all coups. But at the same time, I know that if you allow misgovernance into a body politic, you create spaces for a populist. It's not necessarily even a military populist. You create spaces for a populist to emerge. So we must be as concerned about good governance as we are about condemning military coups and so on and so forth. We say in our language, it's up to us when the kuku starts to see it as a leading signal and for all of us to step up and say we need to sanitize the, the civic space or else where this country will go is a place that we do not want. To, for, for that to happen, the young must step in, must take up the baton. You say the new young must assume the struggle for a better tomorrow now. Is it your belief that you are not seeing the same verb among the young of today like you saw back in the day when people like yourself, Quixi Pratt and others, the president, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll spend some time talking about him, led from the front at Kumi Preko, and I was sitting with the Humo, Ahunu Honga because I grew up just across the street from here uh, playing that day on, on, the, on the school wall and my parents came to call me. I saw the ACCDRs, I think they were called with their you know, Humvees and rushing across all the way to UTC that day when he was shot because he was sitting on the, on the wall and he fell back into the, into the school. 
and died till today we still remember his name and I saw his name in your in your speech he was young then I was a kid then you believe today we appreciate sacrifices such as that and the young for what you're proposing to happen have what it takes the stomach for the fight ahead yeah, why do the young not have the stomach? My, do they want better living conditions? Yes, the young want better living conditions. I'm not one of those who believes that the generation before had a superior DNA makeup or superior genetics. They were ordinary people. Ahuno Honga was 14. I get emotional when we talk about Ahuno. Yeah. Uh, because I believe that up till now, the Fourth Republic has betrayed him. He was a seminal figure. He's somebody who must be celebrated the way South Africa celebrate he and the four others who died. But the way the South Africa, for example, celebrates uh, the victims of the Soweto massacre. And, and this is why I keep talking about it, that you mm. cannot allow people to become victims of a struggle for freedom and a better tomorrow, and then you just forget about them. And there are many people in our society who we just move on. But when you talk about young people, Actually, at the time of Kumi Preku, if I remember correctly, the current president was already in his 50s. So he was not necessarily uh, a young man. But yeah. in the context of Ghana, he was in the bracket of people that you call, we call the young, exciting politicians. Yeah. But Nanaku Fado's emergence onto the political scene in this country was not Kumi Preku. People's Movement for Freedom and Justice, they have forgotten he was in his 20s. At the time, when he emerged as a general secretary, people should check the facts, they will see. And he was working with veterans at the time. William Oforiata, Akwisiyaman Kwafrifa, Kojua Dubuahi, and so on and so forth. Komlagbedema. Uh, so you, you had an intergenerational movement, which is today absent. What I was trying to point to, I was 24, but I was, at the, I was sitting at the front table of the Alliance for Change. They were willing to have me there. Today, does that happen? So I'm not here to trust the youth or say they have let down the country. I'm saying that as a, as a population, we have to start to have that kind of intergenerational conversation again. The youth of today are no different from the youth of any era. They too want better conditions. They want to live a better life. They want good housing. They want good food. They want good clothes. They want sanitation, they want good health, they want education, etc. They want to get married, have a family. And it is these concerns that drive people. Che Guevara himself said the revolutionary is driven by love. So this sort of empty militancy, people just go, he says a, a, a revolutionary is driven by love. It is a, a willingness to see society become better. That drives a revolutionary, not the sort of empty wildcat orientation towards violence and so on that we've come to associate with, with the word. That's why Fidel Castro, people don't read the book for yourself, describe Jesus Christ as a revolutionary. So when you're talking mindset revolution and so on, which you say we will, we will come uh, to... What is it, by the way? What, what is mindset revolution? Amilcar Cabral and many others famously spoke about, Amilcar Cabral said the first dimension of revolution must necessarily be cultural. Because when you wake up and you say, we need to improve, that is an indictment on your current circumstances. The insight into the condition calls for critical re reflection and a re-examination of the circumstances that you are in. That 
is mindset revolution. Waking up in the morning, looking around you, saying that the conditions that we are living in, we must improve and we can improve and we must find a way. And therefore, we need to do things differently. You are in the process of a mindset revolution. But, but, that, but yeah. that then raises significant questions, yeah. considering how far we've come since Nkrumah, yeah. who actually started talking about this when it talks about the new African, when he started challenging us to think to change our mindset back then. It's shocking, is it not, that after all these years, 60 years plus, we celebrate him, we, and coincidentally recently we refurbished his mausoleum, and we are still talking about mindset revolution in 2023. We failed, have we not? Well, it's, I leave it to everybody to make up their mind. I do know that when he stood at the old polo grounds and he said that the black man must show to the world that he's capable of running his own affairs, I do not believe that Ghana in 2023 today fulfills that brief. If there's somebody who believes that it does, I'd like to see the person put up his hand. And I've spoken to many people. Some of them were students of that generation. Some of them were young people who were working. I like to sit with much older people who have seen it all. They've seen Ghana unfold and, and come through. And I asked them all the time, I said, is this what you expected? And almost universally, the answer is no. We had great expectations. We thought we were going to be like one of the Southeast Asian countries, etc. We have not delivered on that. The choice we have is to say, do we sit down and mourn the past? Hmm mourn expectations that have not been delivered or do we learn from those and say to ourselves that we will recreate the future are we capable of learning from our mistakes because in, in 60 plus years we've been making a lot of them and at rocket we know buying a home is exciting and a bit overwhelming ready to buy a home but stressed about writing those big checks rocket can help you save when you buy with Rocket Homes and finance with Rocket Mortgage, you can get up to $10,000 cash toward closing from Rocket Mortgage. It's a pretty big deal, and one you can get only with Rocket. Visit onlywithrocket.com to get started today. For purchase transactions only, must lock rate between 331 and 831. Call 37 rocket for conditions and restrictions. Equal housing letter license in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Access Network, number 3030. Right now at Wendy's, when you buy either Dave's Single, Spicy Chicken Sandwich, Medium Frosty, or 10-Piece Nuggets, you can get another for just a buck. Your dollar never tasted so good. So it's obvious what everyone will get, right? Definitely nuts Spicy and chicken a sandwich. Dave's Dave single, single and a frosty for me. And a frosty. Okay, who said frosty and a frosty? Pick your obvious choice. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Buy one, get one for a buck. Limited time only. Price of participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's valid for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined in a combo or any other offer. Repeating them. Do you have any faith that we can learn and improve? That is a question that seems to be asking me whether I believe the Guardian is a human being. And the answer is yes, the Guardian is a human being. If you're a human being, then you can learn. A human being is... But the, but the evidence, yeah. but the evidence says, says that it's actually possibly contrary to the fact... Yes, we're human beings. We are expected. We should be learning. But 60 odd years, we make the same mistakes over and over again. We have introduced many agricultural policies, and you mentioned them. The latest incarnation of it is planting of food and jobs. We had similar in the 80s, in the 70s. And yet, and you rightly mentioned that food inflation is skyrocketing. Isn't that a proof that we are simply incapable? No, it is not. The, the one of the, I don't say you are one, <laughs> but one of, one of the 
the, the incarnations of neoliberals that I, I condemn the most is their incapacity to think long term. Uh, and you know, you see a huge amount of external evidence of religion, but the deep, the deep spiritual reflection of the things that it says, we don't seem to imbibe as a people. Uh, Christian religion, for example, is the one that I know the best, so I forgive other people if they feel I use too many examples from there. Does it not talk about a year being nothing to, to the Almighty? Because you're talking about eternity. When we talk about the sort of future that we want to live in, the sort of Ghana that we want to create, we're not talking about a quarter, uh, mm. neoliberal fixation on the returns that you're going to give to the shareholder, and uh, therefore the stock market is asking for a quarter. No, you are building a civilization for the future. This is something that the current president himself used to talk about a lot, that we're not constructing a production machine. Go back to his John Kugler New Memorial Lectures, British Council Hall also. You will see that he said that. We are creating a civilization for the future. Now, if you are creating a civilization for the future, there is absolutely nothing wrong with acknowledging that there have been 60 years. You haven't done as well as you can do, but it has to start from somewhere. You take the Chinese Revolution, there was Mao Zedong. Then came Deng Xiaoping. They too could have been 1978. It's as recent as that. What you see in China today started with the reforms of Mao. People forget that, but it was very important that Mao Zedong came and cleaned up land reforms and totaled the dynasties and so on and so forth, created an egalitarian society, one that could be mobilized, disciplined, hardworking people. But yes, he made mistakes. The famine of the Cultural Revolution, 1958 to 1961, I believe. And then in 78, Deng Xiaoping emerged. And from 1978 to 1989 was when he had 11 years. The basis for what today is called the Chinese reforms was done in 11 years. Yes, when he left office, he didn't totally leave the political scene. But when he was officially in charge, it was and see what he did, he did with it. So, yes, we must, of course, not deny that we have not done as well as we could have. If you look at many relevant benchmarks, we could have done much, much better. But it doesn't mean that you don't give up on the future. The, the hip-hop singer famously said, we try or we die trying. Hmm. That has to be the way that we approach it. My guest is Yao Insako, and you, as you may have noticed, he is an activist, but he's also a Pan-Africanist. I'm going to take a quick break. When I return, he's written a love letter to the president. We'll get into that. Because he asks a few questions that of the president that I need to get him to expand on. We'll talk about it now when we return from this break. Stay with me. That's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface like this. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Syntax. 
That is so true, my daughter. But it's father, it was Milo. That's not true. But why? Why? Syntax <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntax again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntax gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntax is the answer. Syntax tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to demonstrate to you the superior properties of flamingo paint. As compared to other paint brands on the market, we take equal quantities of flamingo paint and this ordinary paint. We then dilute them with water. And now, let the test begin. The gentleman on the left is going to apply the ordinary paint and the gentleman on my right will use the flamingo superior paint. As you can clearly see, flamingo has the obvious better hiding. Furthermore, flamingo has painted a much larger area you know one bucket of flamingo paint is equal to several buckets of any other paint brand on the market flamingo paint is made with superior formulation to give superior durability superior hiding superior coverage flamingo paint simply superior whiskey ah, <laughs> Wash All of a sudden, your voice I hear different. And we need to try a call. Batman, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one? Black Rock Whiskey. Honey whiskey. Shale, honey near their fro. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now she tastes me smooth. And it goes down easy. Excuse me. Batman. Batman. Bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey. Blended with natural honey flavor. Black Rock Whiskey, Tabby, the feel is smooth, Nasno. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. There are days when you think, whoa, today I've earned it. So order a global. Days when plants run longer. What if we order a global? Or days when you can't control everything. Oh yes, because on Global, you can order anything you want. Global, you order, we deliver. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. But it's father, it was Milo. That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? There are days when you think, whoa. 
Today I earned it. So order a global. Days when plants run longer. What if we order a global? Or days when you can't control everything. Oh yes, because on Global, you can order anything you want. Global, you order, we deliver. Can he tee up someone in red? In it goes to Wolves! Oh! Do not say! That's who goal is for. What's that? five champions league. You want to know? I'll be the real goal. Tell me. What's the real goal? My life is a decision. Who is the goal? Ghana Jollof or Nigeria Jollof? Ghana Jollof has no co-equal. Smell alone. Oh my god. Oh, that's it. You took a lie, eh? Now they save you when they use Google Lens and then they go put them for top. Yeah. You are lying. Oh. You cannot jolly. Choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof. Alumobitis always brings us together. Alumo experience greatness in every moment. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18. Not recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved. <laughs> And thank you very much for staying with us here on PM Express. My name is Evans Mensah, and I'm having a conversation with Yao in Sako. And he just mentions his name. Normally on PM Express, I'll just mention the person and mention his designation. But he insists he's just a citizen, not a spectator. And that is a quote that was made pretty famous locally. It's not that he owned it, but he made it famous locally by a man who currently occupies the Jubilee House. He is another Dankwa Kufado. And it is to him next that I turn, Yao, because you wrote a letter to him. Why? Well, he is in the driver's seat. We can avoid the fact that he's, a, he's in the driver's seat. He is the chief executive of the state, the chief magistrate of the land. He's the president of the republic. He's the commander in chief. If he is determined to make a difference, he can make a difference. Isn't and he, so, though? Well, he you certainly have, must be determined you, you to have, make a difference. You have to ask him. I, I cannot answer that on, on his behalf. But all I can say is that what I knew of him and what I know he's capable if he's determined, I think that the one and a half years that are left can be different from the way the six years have gone. That's, that's and why did you feel the need to write a letter to him? Well, first is that I have a great deal of goodwill for him and for anyone who tries to to go into leadership and myself not at all inclined to want to be in public office for any reason so I have a great deal of respect for those who try they are in the arena it's not easy it's it's uh, it's easier for those who are commenting yeah so first is that I have anybody who offers themselves for that sort of job I have a great deal of respect for and, and admiration and I am therefore keen that they are at least operating in a context where they are able to give their very very best what we can do to encourage people who offer themselves because we we collapse into this sort of situation where 
people who are people's friends think that the way to be good friends is to be sycophantic and, mm -hmm. and flatterers. And so I said it in a speech that those who criticize me, because there are many who say that I, I have no respect for the president, I have no goodwill, uh, I, I speak about uh, his predecessor and so on and so forth with, with disdain, and, that, and that's absolutely not true. Mm. I think that if you care about people, if you really want them to do the best that they can, then at least the way you see the truth, you should make it available to them. One of the things that good friends do for each other is that they hold the mirror up for each other. And, mm. and, and that's all that I was, I was trying to do. Mm. Yeah. So this is your way of um, getting him back on him. Because let, let me read that. Let me just quote that. Because I was saying back because you asked the question, what happened to the charismatic and magical human rights lawyer called Nana Akufuado? once he became president. What happened to the intrepid campaigner for human rights, and this is Squishy Pratt, but on, stay on the president. I saw that at least a few times in the, in your, you asked the question, what happened? Do I get a sense that the man you knew before and the man you see now, there has been a change, not necessarily for the better, but possibly a retrogression? Well, I would say, to say the man himself has changed means that I, I have to have a, a very deep understanding, and I haven't seen Akufuado in, in some years now, so I won't want to make that sort of a, a radical declaration when I don't have the facts and evidence before me. But what I definitely can say is that what I expected of an Akufuado presidency and what I see of the presidency, yes, the actual experience has fallen short of my expectations. Oh, your yeah, expectations. I, and that's, that's, I guess that's what he, he was. I, I mentioned not just him, by the way, in that letter. I also mentioned that I had a long chat with uh, five hours sitting next to John Dramani Mahama. I don't know whether he remembers, from Johannesburg to Accra. And he painted a vision of collaboration, of togetherness, of especially, like you, he was talking a lot about the younger politicians, because John Dramani Mahama was once also a young man, and he was uh, in the broad bracket of the Akufuados, etc., even though yeah. Akufuado is, is older than, than he is. He too was seen as a young guy, and I was asking him many questions. What, what are you going to do as a young politician? He was telling me about inter-party alliances, the younger people needing to come together, galvanize, create a new kind of politics. Very exciting, exciting stuff, but he had the chance. Where is it? It's the same with, with Akufuado. Akufuado was a magnetic figure. When he stood up to, to speak about his vision, many people didn't see him at the peak of his influence and power. So when we talk about it, they don't know what we are. Go back. I don't know whether it was recorded. See him, John Kugler, New Memorial Lectures. I think he did it over three days. Seen an Akufuado in the Supreme Court of Ghana in those days. And even before that, the young Akufuado, People's Movement for Freedom and, and Justice. And then tell me whether the man that you see today is, is a reflection of that. that that's, that's all that I'm asking. Hmm. And those of us who stayed abroad, and I'm leading to a question, you come back home, you stay within the culture and the, the, the system that has been built over time with all your energy you come back with, seeking to make change, eventually the story goes, the system just sucks you in, and then you begin to conform.
from outside, of course he saw a different picture that he could make a difference. Is it simply using that example, like all others before him who have tried to do something fallen short, that the system is simply not built to change, at least the radical change that you're proposing is simply not built to change. So let's change the system. But who will? Us, you and I. But that is an amorphous bunch of people. Somebody must definitely start the fire. No, the 32 million people in this country, or the last check, maybe it's gone up a, a little bit. Are you more Ghanaian than any of them? <laughs> that leads me to a question, actually, I really wanted to ask. That leads me to the question, I really... Because we've talked a lot about the elite and the politician, and the yeah, yeah. You say, the answers must be obvious. Ordinary people can be misled yeah. by such slogans, yeah. right? So the politicians keep minting them. They are meaningless, veritable examples of miracles and promises that led nowhere. My question to you is, now who caused them? Is it the gullible electorate? Or the desperate, the power-desperate politician? No, since I'm before you, I will say the media is a, is a big part of this. Why is it so easy to mislead people? Where is the media when it comes to reminding people of the promises that they made, holding people accountable? How many people in Ghana know, for example, the granular commitments that Ghana Beyond Aid made? Are we aware that it was promised that it would grow 10% per annum, etc., manufacturing will move to 20%? Why do they not know? Then I ask the question, who did Yvonne Nelson have an, an issue with? Everybody in Ghana has the answer to that. So does the media have the priorities right? And the reason I am singling out the media is because I am before you. If I was before the educational sector, I would speak about education. If I was before pastors, I would be talking about what you do with religion. But because I am before the media, I'm also asking you the question. When we say that there is a flood in May, June, and then in July, we are in July now, the flood, nobody's talking about the floods, you know? We will wake up again in, in May 2024, and then you guys will be running around and showing clips. So I now, I'm also the, challenging... Except that we, we, we do, we talk I'm about, challenging we talk about the, the media. Floods. I'm also challenging the media and saying, well, the media played a Herculean role in getting the Fourth Republic. The private press, at a point in time when the opposition was not even represented in parliament, it was the media that was carrying the voice of people. Where is the media too? Well, I, I'll circle back to my question about the system and Nanado possibly has been coerced into the system and returned to the people. Uh, there's no media with other people. So I return to my question. The people have agency too. Isn't it... They, isn't all this really at the center of it all? The people, they make the decisions. Well, they have agency. And they, isn't the problem we are talking about largely due to the gullibility of the Ghanaian being exploited by the politician and maybe the wayward press? Now, let, let us assume without accepting that your premise is right. Because I don't necessarily think that Ghanaians are as gullible as we, we make them out. Well, but, see, but they take see, the money and vote for the politicians. Yeah, because they do not care. When, why is it that when it comes to, say, the election or the Asantehini, they don't use money to influence who come? They keep fidelity to the traditions and the cultures that have been long established. The state, if you read Chinua Achebe's Man of the People, when the coup happened, Chino Achebe's people said, the guy said, 
They say government don't fall down for city. The state has become decoupled from the people. It is a meaningless entity that does nothing for the people, and therefore they don't care about it. They've become alienated to the whole idea of, of democracy. Democracy is no longer delivering regenerative outcomes about which they care, because they've seen party come, party go, politician come, politician go, and their circumstances don't change. So they take a little bit of money and they throw their... their it, but if you want to create a future that is different, people have to have a stake in society. But they do. No, what, what, is, what is the stake in society when you go to the polls and yeah. cast your ballot? Yes, but what does it change? Because party, they're not voting party. for the right people. No, they have voted for party after party. The yeah. main options that they have, they have done it. They are independents yeah. who pull themselves up for, for, for elections and they say, I don't want to waste my vote. So they prefer to go with the NDC and the MPP. Yeah, You're giving them a pass. No, the independents are also, it's not just that you get up and you say, I'm an independent and therefore the people must vote because I'm an alternative. You have to have a machine. Organization determines everything. So you, you also have to do that. So I cannot. No, but say, why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why do the people deserve a pass when it's they not, make not, the decisions? They elect the presidents. They, they they make the decisions about those who actually make decisions on their behalf. Listen, the elite in this country, they create the policy framework for selection. But for them yeah. to get there to make the yeah. decision, the people must put them there. Yes, the people must put them there. But you can create. You can create a bias in society so that the ruling classes, this is why Marx famously said the law it, it represents the prejudices of the ruling class. We have created, and this is why I say when we talk about the system, we have to change the system. The system is not ordained from God. It's not when the biblical reference was made, what God has put us under, uh, together, let man not put us under. It was not referring to neoliberal capitalism and neoliberal democracy. We must make some changes to that so that the agency of the people can be properly reflected. Today, this system is over-monetized. CDD spoke about it. Did the media pick it up and have, have real conversations about it when we said $100 million in a country with a GDP per capita that is less than $75 billion, you need $100 million to become president. That's just the person who wins. We have not talk, talked about the opposition person. We've not talked about parliamentary candidates, etc. Where is the room for the, for the poor man? I mean, let me put it to you that that amount is so because that's the expectation of the people. When the politicians go to campaign, the people expect to be paid. They expect to get some money. They want the interim benefit of a 50 cities now instead of the great policies and ideas of the person they'll tell you now ideas will go chop that is why the politicians keep spending and spending because when they go to campaign the people expect if you go with words and good intentions you will lose elections tell me i ask you the question they are the same people how much money did the santihini pay to become a santi how much money did the one but the pay? two systems how are absolutely why, different why? the man was they, ordained no, to be a santihini no, by no, birth no you misunderstand the traditions there is a contest go back and look at it he did not emerge alone the system throws up a few eligible people even more than a few 
Yeah, but but yeah. but but, yes. but, but yes, still so very why, few so people why vote, why vote this, why in that process. No, so why it's why not this, open up no. to everybody else yeah. in the Shanti region to okay, vote. Okay, so so what has that's an entirely different process. No, what has stopped us from evolving a process that also enables us to keep fidelity to our culture, to integrity, and use that to select our leaders. But you, but, but you, you yeah. raise about you, you yeah. don't you, you. Anytime I've asked you this question, yeah. you, 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 you take refuge in the, in a traditional system. Yeah. No, I but, but you, but you complain that yeah. the same traditional system yeah. has led to the long tenure system that you've been complaining yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, the chieftain system <laughs> is, is broken. I've yeah. heard that so many times. So obviously, they aren't also serving the original purpose for which they were set up. Again, I say that the the neoliberal fascination with. with uh, Two by two matrices. Everything in this world must fit in one of the quadrants. No, I belong more to the Gestalt approach, the Gestalt philosophy, psychodynamic philosophy, which says that you can have contrasting thoughts in your brain simultaneously. Dialectical thinking is about that. You take theses and antitheses, you put it together. The cross fertilization, the, the pollination, the cross pollination of that exercise creates new thoughts. So I'm not one of those who says wholesale embrace tradition or wholesale reject tradition. Take some of the things that work well from our traditional systems. Learn from China. Learn from wherever we want to take things. Singapore, wherever Kagami, what he's doing in Rwanda, etc. Take from all of those things and fashion something that works for your circumstances. When you go to China, they often say to you, we have never claimed to discover a universal recipe, like the neoliberals say, is it Francis Fukuyama, his uh, end of history and the last man, the human being is not capable of institutionalizing anything beyond the free markets and democracy as we know it now. That is, I mean, ridiculous to, to, to think in those sorts of terms. So we must look at our societal context and say, what is it? that we need to put in place that can catapult and propel the society to a place where people can get access to dignity. And that is where the conversation starts from. Who must lead this? Who would you recommend should take the bull by the horn and start this fire? Why not you? Why not me? Why not anybody else? Yeah, I mean, yeah. but 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 so that but but no, that then nobody, leaves the situation nobody, where nobody does it. No, why why do we think that? But isn't that why we have yeah. leaders? No, we have a we have a surplus supply of people who every cycle are trying. I've lost count. How many people are trying to become presidents now? So mm -hmm. we don't have a problem with people offering themselves. We create that thing. We say that people say they talk, but they don't want to to do it. Yes, I have never been. I have never wanted to be a party politician. I've never been a member of a registered political party because I'm not somebody who is constrained by you know, an organization this is the manifesto, I can't say anything beyond that, no, I can't live my life like that so I want to be independent and that's a choice for me, but there are some people who can do that every electoral cycle, there have been more candidates than we can count so this is not a question of that people are not willing to come up for leadership but when they do come up for leadership they have to understand what is at stake. You are dealing with the lives of 32 million people, and they expect you to deliver. What is the system that we put in place to make that happen? That's the conversation we must have. Mm. Yanis yeah, Ako is still my guest on PM Express. When we return, we would talk about what difference, really, can he, myself,
and others who believe that the future really can change, what difference can we really make in this environment of ours? Um, we'll try and drill down a bit to that. And, and, what, and what does that difference look like? I mean, imagine the Ghanaian promise. What is it? Can we define it for a second? Um, have we even defined that? I, I, I'll ask him that question. What is his Ghanaian dream? I'll ask him to define that. Please stay with me. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself of PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine. file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation oh no we are out of range oh don't worry daddy i have alex in my bag alex what alexa open multimedia ghana and play joy fm super hits radio radio joy 99.7 listen to joy fm Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. 
Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of Ecobank. Download Ecobank Mobile from Google Play Store All the store and discover the smart way to bank echo bank the pan-african bank And thank you very much for staying with us here on PM Express. And remember, PM Express is always brought to you by Syntex Tanks, also brought to you by Cherry Tree Properties, Alomobites, and by the Ghana AIDS Commission. <laughs> and no matter your water needs, Syntex Tanks has it all. Syntex Tanks is first to introduce the double layer tank, and now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntex Tanks is first to introduce the white uh, inner layer tanks in Ghana. Uh, we now also introduce you the customer specs order. It is bespoke. You can order your size, your color, and, and just call them with your preference. Syntex Tanks gives you the longest warranty of seven years, which no other tank gives you in Ghana. So whatever your water consumption, size, or project, uh, or demand, just choose Syntex Tanks. They are nationwide. You can call them on 244 335-168-0244-335-168 or shop online at SyntexGH.com Syntex Tank, a strong, a tough Also, desires are wishes Beauty is a promise of happiness but passion is everything and that is why you need to call Cherry Tree Properties because if you're thinking about a new home talk to those who build with passion They have Sloan Square is a new gated community development in Sakomono uh, developed by Cherry Tree Properties, a one-of-a-kind planned luxury you've never experienced. Please call them on 0553-662-366, 0553-662-366. Cherry Tree Properties, sophistication and class. My guest is still Yaring Sako, who has been talking to me about Ghana. Let's stay on that theme, uh, shall we? Um, before the break, I, I mentioned the chieftaincy institution, and you touched on it also. What's your view? What's your view on, on the institution? It's, uh, it's predated our democracy. So it held us up when we didn't have the democracy that we currently have today. Is it still serving that purpose? I think it's a vitally important institution in the sense that it is something that people identify with. They understand it as part of their social fabric. We can sit in places like this and, and think that it has no significance, but it does. But what we have to have a conversation about is that with the ambition of a republican democracy going into the future, what is exactly the role that chiefs are supposed to play? 
And this is not an antagonistic question. It's not an antagonistic conversation. It's just something that we all need to have as people who are as stakeholders in society to define that role so that we, we are absolutely clear. And I, in the speech, I gave a few examples of where I felt that sometimes the borders and the boundaries were not being properly respected. And if we don't have an open conversation about it, it can one day lead to a conflict that we do not want. Mm. And I want to circle back to, we, we've talked about a lot about the Ghana problem, but some also say there's been some real good progress too. At least we are lower middle income. I mean, we used to be, you know, on the lower end of that particular scale. I was just checking the automobile industry right now. It's estimated to grow to around 10 billion by 2027. It's currently around 4.6 billion on the back of policies introduced recently that had brought in a lot of uh, the global giants into the country, at least the assembling, but they're creating jobs. Factories have been opened here, Hyundai, etc. Um, so there's been some progress. You acknowledge that? That, yes. that, that this progress is, is there and all we need to do is to build on that and well, scale up? I, I, even in my, my, my speech, I did say that, uh, for example, milk consumption numbers had risen. So per capita, my, my intention was not to say that everything in the country has not gone right now. But is that what we, we want? Yes, milk per capita consumption has gone up, but compare it to what others have. So if that's what we want as an ambition, that we wake up in the morning, we breathe, that is progress. Because you're waking up in the morning and you breathe, that too is some, is some progress. If that's what we want, then let's sit down and, and be happy with where we are. But I also try to point out that in 1966, my friend Kwame Sapansied, who gave me the data, 3.2% of our population was above the age of 60. 57 years later, 3.6% of our population is above the age of 60. We have moved by 40 basis points. In 20 years, open defecation, we brought it down by less than 400 basis points. So these two are metrics that we must be looking at. Not just counting the number of automobiles or the, the market value of automobiles and be happy. I'm not saying that those indicators must be ignored. But I'm saying they do not describe the entirety of society. So t tell me, when you yeah. say the great, greater role for the state, what does that look like for a, for a country like Ghana? The, the judiciary must, must, must work for everybody. We must have access. And, and back to the point, what's your dream? What's your Ghanaian dream? Define it for me in a few words. It's in the directive principles of state policy. And I've said again and again. How does it crystallize for you? More liberty more egalitarian opportunity, more fraternity, all of that leading to prosperity and dignity, that is my dream for the majority of our people. Not for a small group of people who sit down and they alone have the spoils of, of power, no. This democracy, in its most meaningful incarnation...